Hey, what's going on, people? Welcome to another brand new episode of Let's Get Straight To It. You know, this is the show where we talk about all the crazy stuff that happens in life. We talk about the funny stuff, because you know, we got to keep it funny and we keep it real. And without further ado, let's get straight to it. This, this next person I have on the show right here with me, man, I, I, I'm glad to say that she's one of my comedy sisters. Uh, she's been there, very supportive woman, hardworking, and, and she definitely, she doesn't even need like that much of an introduction because she's going to introduce herself, you know? I'm here with the one and only Jetta Vaughn. What's going on? Hey, hey everybody. How y'all doing? Woo, yeah, we're doing good. I hope y'all having a good day. Yes, whatever time it is when it is, when you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, I don't know. It could be nighttime, it could be morning, whatever. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Yes. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. How, how are you doing? I am good. Um, the sun is shining. I have no complaints. Uh, yes, yeah. I, feel, I feel that, man. I feel great. We actually just recently went to Chicago with each other. Exactly. We yeah. did a show down there, open mic, and it was amazing. It At was amazing. Hard, one of the hardest rooms in Chicago to do, and we got some laughs, so that was awesome. It was a great feeling. Ah, yeah. The Chicago energy was just, it's so dope, man. The people are, are, are amazing. You just got to leave before 1 a.m. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen after. You never know. Uh, that's true. That's true. Oh, man. So so let, let the people know what is it that you do. So my day job, I'm a human resources consultant. I also teach group fitness for LA Fitness. And by night, I'm a stand-up comedian. So I have three jobs. I have friends who call me a Jamaican. They say I have <laughs> too many jobs. Uh, but I have kept two jobs ever since I was in high school. So I've always had at least two. Hell yeah. No, I know that lifestyle. You got to do what you got to do. And yeah, because the comedian and balancing out the comedy and, and like the lifestyle, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. No, it's, it's not. not easy. So who who are the some people that inspire you and what you, what got you into comedy initially? So um, I'll start with who inspires me. Honestly, my peers inspire me more than anybody else. I like to surround myself with people who are doing things, um, and especially people who are doing more things than I am, because it motivates me to do more, be more, um, see more, and and just try to elevate myself to a level that I haven't reached yet. Exactly. So I think a lot of people look to celebrities and stars uh, for their motivation and for inspiration. But to be honest, your circle should be inspiring you. And if your circle isn't, isn't inspiring you, then you need to change that circle. So totally. really, my peers inspire me. I have a group chat that I'm in with um, other comedians and we just try to encourage each other, um, send each other resources anytime we see something. is always love um anytime we're on something we're like hey let's support if we can so that is what you know those are the people who inspire me and motivate me how did i get into comedy i never really wanted to do stand-up okay. so a lot of times people ask me like oh like did you always want to do this no i love writing i'm a writer first and it comes across when you see me on stage, you're like, oh, a lot of people are like, oh, that was very clever. Or, you know, you, you're really good with stories. So I've always been a writer and I've always wanted to do things with like television and film. And okay. I never really thought I'd get on stage. But my father and I, we have a love for 
comedy. And he ended up passing away in 2019. Oh, damn. And I was going to start uh, doing stand-up. I was going to take a comedy course. And he got really sick around that time. And he was like, hey, promise me that you're still going to do this thing. You're still going to at least try it. And I was like, okay. So tried it out, did my first um, did my first showcase in front of a sold-out crowd, very supportive people. And I had people after the show that told me, like, you're funny. You need to, you need to stay with this. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess this is what I'm going to do. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. Oh, hell yeah. And how long have you been doing stand-up for? A year and a half. I started wow. January 2020 and had my first showcase March of 2020. So I started from March 2020 and now it's September. So I'd say about a year, year and six months. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I just want to give you your flowers because you started off and, and you're doing amazing things. You already you. opened up for amazing talents. Big big names, <laughs> and you're traveling, and again, you just your your energy is so dope. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, if it's not if I can't spread positivity, I don't want to spread anything. So, nah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be spreading nothing. Exactly. No negativity, no COVID, no herpes, none of that none, shit. Yeah, <laughs> stay home if you have COVID. Please stay home because I don't need that at the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. All about social distancing. Oh man, do you, do you have any hobbies? Any side things you like to do? Um, I love to cook, but here's my thing. I I think a lot of people say hobbies, and I don't necessarily call them hobbies. I call them passions because yeah, for okay. me, I have a saying where I like to turn my passion into a paycheck. Okay, I'm with so, that. So um, writing is a is a passion of mine, right. and now I'm writing and I'm telling jokes on stage and I'm getting paid to do it. One day it's gonna pay my bills and everything else so i call it turning a passion into a paycheck so writing is one of them that turned into stand-up comedy um cooking is one of them and i have a show that i host on instagram live with another comedian and it's called uh food and funny and so cooking is a passion of mine that i've turned into a cooking show that will hopefully turn into a paycheck so passion into a paycheck um, fitness. I love working out and I would work out all the time. The lady who inspired me to actually become a teacher, she was like, Hey, everybody in the class, when I like, if I'm getting water, doing a water break, or if I'm stopping to, you know, correct somebody else, they're looking to you for the steps if they've forgotten them. So you should look into instructing. And at first I was like, I don't really know. And then I was like, wait, Fitness is a passion of mine. Now I get paid to work out. Like I get paid to work out and, and inspire other people and motivate other people to work out. So I um, I am going to flip that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't have hobbies. I have passions. And I'm currently exactly. adamantly working on turning my passions into paychecks. I know that's right. Yes. No, yeah. Manifestation is key. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, if you if you're not doing what you love, what are you doing? Exactly, and if you're doing what you love, the money will come because, as you know, in stand up comedy, it's a hustle. A lot of times, you are driving six hours round trip for nothing or next to nothing, and if you don't love it, you're gonna qu- want to quit really, really soon. So, yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, well, I I definitely need to taste some of your your, your food. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely was on your lives one time, and I'd say like that should look good. <laughs> yeah, so we could bring you on uh, one time because what we what we do we we do it in my kitchen now, and so what I would love to do is have other comedians come in 
and uh, cook the food with us. So oh, while yeah. we're, you know, while we're giving instructions to the people, you guys hop on and we're giving instructions to you and you have, you know, have the same meal that we're having. So, yes, that can be arranged. That can be arranged. Sounds good. Who is your, who is in your top, top five comedians of all time? Oh, of all time. That's a tough one. For me, it it, it could vary. Um, I would say I do have people who I absolutely loved growing up and still love now. Um, Dave Chappelle would be one. Okay, yes. Kelsey Grammer. Okay. Uh, some more. Some more. Oh, man. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. <Yes>. Amazing. <laughs> uh, one that a lot of people don't think about is Marlon Wayne. Oh, man. Marlon's I love him. Um, he just started doing stand-up more recently in more recent years, but just watching him on TV and watching him in film and seeing how he's done that, like he's always been my comedic relief. And then I got a chance to see him stand up and I really enjoyed his stand up too. So, um, so he would be number four for me. Okay. I, I got to think of this fifth slot cause I never thought of this fifth slot, but let's put uh, Jamie Foxx in there because mm. I honestly want to be on the Jamie Foxx train. So I do parody songs and I can sing a little bit. Okay. Um, so I'm working on that. So that way, you know, whenever I get to where I'm serious about it, I can do some albums like he did. Exactly. Uh, but I loved how he started in stand-up, went to television, went to film. He's singing. He's doing TV shows. And I, I want to be on the Jamie Foxx train. So he'd have to be my number five. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and Jamie Foxx is up there. Yes. He's <laughs> up there for me. He's um, So all of them with great bodies of work. Um, you have, like, some more... She's done the movies, but she's like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm not an actress. So she's very firm in what she believes in, and all five of them are firm in what they believe in, and they haven't wavered. And so that's why they would have to be in my top five because they have, they stood their ground. They have grown in the craft, and they never wavered. So. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. What would you say to to someone who wants to try something new but is afraid? Do it. Um, I have, I have these things I do every Monday called Monday motivations. And in one of those, I talked about, uh, one of a guy at this contract that I was working at. So I do HR consulting. So I'm a contractor and he said, Hey, I heard you do stand up," And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And he was like, Oh, I've always wanted to do stand up. I don't know why I never did stand up. And I was like, you still can, like you're living, you're living, you're breathing. Exactly. Um, you never know what's going to happen if until you try and the last thing you want to do is be laying on your back looking at the ceiling your life is over and you are wondering like what if so i say try it because you never know like again i never thought i would be on stage i love going to comedy shows i love soaking it in and being a fan and i love it and appreciate it even more now that i've uh, started to do it and i see how the shows are run and what you have to deal with and what you have to go through just to make it to the stage. Exactly. So all of that and the preparation, I have a greater appreciation for it. And I think sometimes, um, like my husband says this thing, is like sometimes you don't appreciate something until you see how the sauce is made. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean by that? But then I had to realize, yeah, like you have all these ingredients that go into it. And sometimes all people are tasting is the sauce. Yep. But once you see how the sauce is made, you have a greater appreciation for it. So. Oh, I like that. That's very insightful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And that's coming from the chef right here. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
see how the sauce is made. And and mm-hmm. tune in to Food and Funny, y'all. I'ma have I'm I'ma have another episode coming up soon. Oh yeah. Uh would you ever go bungee jumping? Ooh, I would. Um I'm a thrill seeker. My husband is not. Uh, me and my sister, we are. So she's jumped out of airplanes. Okay. She's done um, like the hot air balloons and all that. But I definitely would try it. Like, try anything once and, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, YOLO, if you die, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, if you die, it would be like the episode of Fresh Pants. Hillary, I will you marry? What? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so if it was meant to be, to be um okay. <laughs> yeah yeah see me i'm scared of heights like i've been saying I'm, I'm a short dude five five on a good day so i don't know me jumping out of a plane or jump bungee jumping i'm good i can watch you do that i'll watch mm. the tiktoks i'll be on youtube but uh i'm not gonna do it myself mm, okay well um Maybe you should try like zip lining or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we gotta start with the intro. Start with we, some of that. Yeah, yeah, the, the basics. I've done zip line. There's um down in Eagle Creek. There's a zip lining course where you like walk the course and you climb and then you zip line down. This is cool. It's really cool. Oh yeah, and you you're you are originally from North Carolina, right? Yes. So when Absolutely. when did you move here and tell us a little bit about that? So um, I moved here in twenty fourteen. And by yeah. the way, here is Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Indiana. So yeah. I'm from North Carolina, moved to Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, moved for my husband's job. He works here. His job is headquartered here. And um, I asked him, hey, is this going to be home for us? And he said, yes. So I moved. I like the Midwest. It's not the South. <laughs> Anybody from the South will tell you it's not the South. Um, it's not the East Coast, definitely. But I do like it because it's close to everything that I've always wanted to visit that I know I would have never just, like, taken a vacation to go do, like, Cincinnati. Um, even Chicago, I I don't think I would have gone to Chicago this much had I not been driving distance. Yeah. But I'm in St. Louis. I've been there. Oh, My yeah. sister's in Memphis. It's, like, only a seven-hour drive versus if I were back home, that's, like, a 16-hour drive. So it's, okay. it's a lot closer. Uh, Nashville's only five hours, so... Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool, pretty cool spot to be in. It's centralized, even Louisville. I've oh, been there yeah. a couple of times. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. in the middle of a couple of different states. Yeah, so it's it's cool. It has its ups and its downs. The winters definitely. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I do appreciate is that they actually clear the roads here if they can. If it's not super icy, they clear the roads. But back home, if it snows, we are not equipped <laughs> and it shuts down. You got to wait for it to melt, or you just have to brave it and figure it out. So, yeah. yeah. Everybody's for their own. Yeah, that's one thing. Another thing about Indiana, it, it's cheap to live here. It's, it, yeah, it's very, the cost of living is very affordable. And we were able to buy a house. Uh, we bought a house after our first year of living here. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was awesome. And we were just like, oh, this is, yeah, this is not very expensive. Not at all. Yeah. And <laughs> doing comedy for a couple of years, and you recently just turned 21. Talk to people about, you know, first starting out. I know at first you really were, like, teetering with it, and now you're starting to uh, take it seriously. What was the difference now or between then and now? And what advice do you have for people who are starting out? Uh, I can tell you the difference was... I was a young kid back then. I, I still am a kid, but honestly, I, no, fuck that. I'm a grown ass man. I got a beard. All right. Uh, either way, I was. I started off stand up when I was 17, going on 18, 
But I didn't take it serious until 19, I say. And the difference was I was in high school, you know, I wanted to party, mess around with the little thought thoughts. And, and I wasn't focused. I wasn't focused. But now, like, I, I zoned in. I got my own apartment. And what, what changed for me was the, the passion. I was always a fan of comedy. And when I realized other people believed in me and they supported me, uh, that, that drifted my mindset to go to go hard. And I started, like, networking with people. And I realized that, like, if you really want to be whatever you want to be, you got to manifest it and go hard at it. Be consistent. And I talked to some of the best people who, who's done it. And literally, they told me just to keep doing what you do. Be yourself. And, and be consistent. Show up. Just show your face. Even when you're not performing or you're not doing what you, you, you're supposed to be doing, just let people know that you're out here. So. And so one of the things we talked about a lot is... Um, is being there, you know, even when you're not. So um, I'll share this with you guys. It's 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 kind of hard. Sometimes it's when you're first starting out, it's hard to get on open mics. It's hard to be put up on the list if people don't know who you are. And so one of the things that I encourage Jimmy to do is be there. Like whether or not, you know, if you're not picked to be there, because sometimes people may drop out. Sometimes people are double committed and they can't come. And you recently got an opportunity um, from people being double committed or not being able to show up. Exactly. So talk about that and um, and what it meant to you and how it changed, like if it changed your perspective on things. Uh, yeah, I can touch on that. Uh, basically, it did change my perspective on things. What she's referring to is last Saturday night, I got to perform at a club in Muncie, Indiana. And... I got paid for that shit. Uh, I got treated like a professional comedian. They they, they gave me free drinks. I was off the Hennessy. Uh, I, I was I was really I had a great time. I did my set. You know I did my thing. People was rocking with it, and and it changed my perspective because now I know a little bit about the, the business side of comedy, mm -hmm. and I'm starting to see okay if I work it right, I can also get paid to do what I love. And I don't have to be clocking in for anybody eight to ten hours a day, cause that shit is not cool. It's not exactly. cool. Um, and yeah, that's just one of the things I tell you. Sometimes it's not even about getting booked. Sometimes it's about being in the right place at the right time. I was at a show, um, and 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 I'll tell anybody if you're starting out something new. Going back to that question that you asked before, in the comedy game at the beginning, it's about credits. So it's not about money, it's not about uh, being seen, it's not about being the funniest, it's about being reliable, it's about showing up, and it's about getting the credit. Because what you want to do is show that you are reliable enough, you're trustworthy enough, and you're good enough to open for someone who has a great reputation. You don't want to just be known as being an open micer. So if you can go and get that opportunity Think about the opportunity above all else. Now, if it's some crazy stuff with it, you, know, you might have to rethink that. However, if it's a show where somebody's coming in and you know you might be at the right place at the right time, somebody didn't show up. I was um I got an opportunity to open for Mike Bonner, oh, yeah. who has been on um, HBO, BET, Comic View, all of that, and it was so nice because I was like. 
all right, somebody showed up late. So they was like, hey, can you go up and do some time? Exactly. Yeah, I'll do some time, fill some time, you know, whatever. And I got a credit. Did I get paid for it? No. <laughs> Did I want to get paid for it? No. I was there. I paid I paid to go there, be there to support somebody else. And then I got an opportunity, and I was like, hey, I'll take the credit. Okay. So, yeah. Why I asked that question because, you know, if there are aspiring comedians listening to this, because we're all aspiring, right, until we make it. Um, it's really good to travel. If you have the opportunity to go outside, this is something I've been talking to Jimmy about. You want to make sure that your jokes are not just local jokes. If you do a joke in Indianapolis, or if you live in a Chicago or um, Cincinnati, Tech, you know, anywhere in Texas, Florida, if you're doing your jokes just for that area and you haven't traveled around to see if it works, then all you know is that your jokes work in your area. But if you travel outside and you can make those jokes work elsewhere, then you know those are jokes. It's universal. And it's something that you could take on the road with a comedian, a tour, a national headliner, and and know that it's going to land at least 90% of the time in other areas. So that's why I, I think it's good to travel. Um, Basically, traveling is good because, yeah, you get to test out your waters. Mm, you get yeah. to see what works and what doesn't. So I definitely, I love it. I love seeing the different ethnicities, the different cultures. The food is amazing too. And you get to just take everything in. Exactly. So I agree. You need to get, you need to get out your comfort zone and, and start to go out. Exactly. You only got one life. Exactly. And another thing is, if you don't travel, you'll know if people out here stealing your jokes. So, Because <laughs> uh, joke theft is real. And when they see you traveling, they'll be like, oh, I can't do her or his jokes or her jokes because I know they're coming. They're coming to my city. So if, that's, if that doesn't, if, if it doesn't uh, motivate you to go and try to work your jokes, the other thing is, if you think your jokes are that good, you need to travel so that nobody is stealing your jokes. And when, you know, when you roll through the city and do it, somebody else rolls through, you're like, wait a minute, I heard so-and-so did that. Exactly. So something going on. So, yeah. Oh, like, what? what is the, the craziest encounter you had with a stranger? Oh, um, we have, so it's always, usually always when I'm with my husband, we have these crazy encounters. Uh, we were at IHOP one time, and uh, the waitress was like, it was a waiter. He was like, yeah, um, we're asking for our check. He was like, yeah, it's going to be $33, but it's got to be cash. So we're like, what? And he was like, yeah, this is how much our food was. But me and the cook are splitting. Um, we split the money whenever people pay in cash. So what they were doing is they weren't putting in our orders. Oh, so damn. they were the cook was cooking it. The waiter was bringing it out. And if you agreed to pay in cash, they were pocketing the money. Damn, And we were fine. like, <laughs> um... No, we yeah. would like a receipt. I want to see exactly what we paid we for. And we're going to pay with our card. Like, <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've seen some crazier stuff. I can't think of it right at this moment. Um, but, yeah, to me, that that's one that stood out because, like, it's an insider now. So yeah. whenever we go somewhere and it's like cash on it, we be like, but it's got to be cash though. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so it's just like an insider. Like we'll, we'll both turn to each other and we'll both say it at the same time and we crack up every time. So yeah, I, I think that was the craziest thing. But it goes back to 
people are doing what they have to do to survive. And it's crazy that people are like stealing and siphoning money off of their, you know, their employers for what one reason or another. Um, so I think that's crazy. Exactly. So and then it goes back to like, are we paying people off money? Um, are we giving them, you know, what they need to survive? Because that in itself is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. For me, I would say my craziest encounter with a stranger was when I went to New York uh, recently and I went to a train, right? Mm -hmm. Not like too recently, but I was talking a couple years ago and, and some homeless dude started jerking off. And, and yeah, it just wasn't that. <laughs> he was jerking off and then he started breakdancing right after me. I was like, what the fuck? No. I didn't know whether to give him a tip or leave, so I was just like... <laughs> you should put that in your comedy. That's comedy. <laughs> yes. You could, you could make a whole set surrounding that, like, yeah, walking it, yeah, subway. And it could be the craziest things you've seen on the subway. Um, that, that is nuts. Uh, yeah, literally, it was nuts. Add that in there. Like, this is nuts. Like, that's a good tag tagline. Damn near. Oh, my goodness. It's a real story, too. See, and that's comedy is so rooted in, like you said, it's rooted in truth. And it's so much funnier when people are like, I know that that's probably not a lie because I've gone through, you know, I've gone through something like that before. So, yeah. Especially in the East Coast, man. It's wild. Yeah, the East Coast is crazy. It's crazy. You gotta be careful. Yes. What's next? What are what are your goals, Jada? Like, what do you want to envision yourself doing? I, I see so much for myself, and I see so much for the people around me. I see so much for you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Thank you. But for me, um, I the next thing I want to do, I really want to get good at hosting. Okay. I think a lot of people shy away from the hosting spots because they're like, oh, I pigeonholed you and whatever. But it's how you get good fast because you have to be quick on your feet. Exactly. If you know, if you if somebody's running behind or if you this lineup switches up and you're like, Oh, this person's in the bathroom, you have to think of something to say mm -hmm. to fill that time. Not so yet. it it allows you to get really good really fast and to learn how to run a show. That's like the first, you know, first thing. So I produced my first show this year. It was for charity. It, you know, thank you. It yes. went really well. All my comics showed up. I didn't have anybody bail out on me. It was amazing. Okay. Um, and I got sponsors. I had, you know, so many things. But I see myself producing shows. I would love, I may start up an open mic um, before the end of the year. I'm going to try to work that out. Still looking for a venue to see if I can get that going. Because I would love to run my own show. I think I would do well with it. I'd be on time. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's that's one thing in the comedy world, y'all. If um if you have you know if you've been to shows and you know you know how important it is for the customer experience or the show you know the people who are coming, um your customer experience is important. Exactly. Starting your show on time, uh, filling the lineup. If you have somebody that has to bow out, making sure you fill that time either yourself or find another comic that you can you know, bring in. Mm -hmm. uh, so I see myself producing, open, running an open mic. I'm also um, going to start taking action classes because I would love oh, to be yeah. in TV and film. Yep. And I'm just going to keep going. I have my foot on the gas and I break when I need to because no, it's it. always important to take breaks. But I'm I'm not letting up. So I may, you know, take a break. But it's not a long break. It's a vacation because I need to clear my mind. But I'm not, you know, I'm not and like, hey, I'm taking an eye at this and coming back. Yeah. 
So that's what I what I see next is producing, running my own show, getting better at the craft of stand up. Exactly. Also getting prepared because I can I'm going to speak that I'm going to hit it and when I hit it people will be calling me for T V and movie roles and I'm gonna be ready because I will have taken some acting courses and, <laughs> and I'll be ready for it. So there's that. Oh hell yeah. I, I totally agree. I wanna transition. And, and go to definitely take some acting classes myself. Mm-hmm. Shit, I can even rap, you know. You can rap. Oh, and <laughs> and um, I don't know if y'all know, like I rap too. We hey. um, we did Funny Mondays. Yes. And at the end of Funny Mondays, there's a um, a freestyle session. Everybody was like, "Oh, Jenna, get on the mic." And so I got on the mic and I'm freestyling. Everybody's like quiet. They're like, "What?" After I finished, they're like, "What?" We didn't know you were freestyling. I was like, "Obviously, you don't watch my stuff because all of my parodies, I have." I have rapped to the cadence of Drake, um, Bootsy, and you know Everything. many others. Anytime yes. I do a parody, I do it to the K- uh, uh, Nicki, uh, not Nicki Minaj. Um, what is her name? Cardi B and uh, Damn, Meg The Stallion. Wop. I did a Wop parody, <laughs> and it's to their cadence. It's Shit, you know, bars. it's <laughs> it's bars. I don't now. I don't. I'm not a braggart, so I don't. You know, am <laughs> I like? but um but when the time comes you're like hey can you do this yeah i can do it and uh, let me show you and people are so amazed because um you know it's it's i have very many facets and i'm not i'm just not out here just like i'm gonna do this and then but if you need me to do something or if i see that you have a need for something i'm like oh yeah i can do that there's no problem so yeah so much (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, much. so much yeah is there a joke that you ever told and like you thought that it wouldn't like offend somebody but it did with this pc culture, and, like, PC what, culture. yeah well what's your thoughts of like how comedy is nowadays versus um, you know i was not even born in the 90s but i, yeah. I love the def jam era yeah so the def jam era I, I grew up in that era and um to see how um how comedy was back then to now is you have to know how to pivot. And so for me, I know how to write to where I'm going to tell you about yourself, but I'm not going to offend you. Like it's going to be, yeah, she's right about that. Like, why don't we do that? Or why, why haven't I thought about that? Or why haven't I thought about it in this way? And it's going to make you laugh, but it's also going to make you think my comedy is cerebral. So a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of cerebral comedians, um, and then there are a lot of like set up punchline comedians, set up punchline like here. But I, if I've offended anyone to date, they haven't said it to me. Yeah. So my hope is I would, if I ever offend anybody, I would love for them to come up to me after the show and say, hey, the way you said that, it, you know, maybe you could have said it this way or like I, I took offense to it. Um, however, comedy... Just like no, I, I hear real. it all the time. It has to be real. But I hear it from D.O. Higley a lot. Comedy by nature is offensive. So there's that. But going back to the Defense Jam era to now, uh, there are a lot of things that, you know, that we said in the 80s. Because I was born in the late 80s. A lot of things they said in the 80s that you couldn't say in the 90s. When I was growing up, a lot of things you said in the 90s that you couldn't say in the 2000s. And you definitely can't say now like the R word. You cannot refer to people like that. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. But you cannot say that word. And there are still comedians that had jokes from the 90s. They're still doing those jokes today and saying that word. And then they're like, why am I not getting booked here? And why am I not further along? Comedy 
by nature is offensive. That is true. Yeah. However, as the times change, change. so do we. Yeah. And so be we have to be we have to be able to pivot. Comedy is also about pivoting. And if you had a joke where you used the R word, what is acceptable now? How do we say that now? How can we make that now? Because back then it was the R word. Now it's autism. That's and a true. lot of people make, you know, make jokes about autism. Do it in a way that is, you know, give me a different perspective on it. Yeah, we all know about autism. But what's your perspective? Yeah. Is it unique? Is it different? Because if it's unique and different, I have no choice but to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't thought about it in that way. Yeah. But if you're just saying, autism, what y'all think about it? <laughs> That's not funny. Yeah, not like, aren't these kids autistic? Like, no. You got to bring something You have to, to bring it. something yeah. to it. Bring yeah. something different. So I talk about... Um, I talk about a lot of different topics on stage, but I give people my perspective, and I think that's what people appreciate. And so um, maybe that's why people haven't taken offense is because it's my perspective on it. It's like, that's a different take. It's not, it's not generic. It's not regurgitated. It's her perspective. Exactly. So what's on your bucket list? Mm. You know, before you know you go out, what would you like to do? What's, you know, do you have anything? Mm, I would love to um, tour with a national headliner. Like, tour, feature. So that's one of my bucket list. I would love to go to an award show as a guest. Fuck not it. as a, um, you know, not as a spectator, but as a guest. Like, oh, whether it's for comedy or acting, whatever it is, I would love to, you know, be on an award show. I would love to be on a talk show. I don't necessarily want to be the host, but I would love to be a guest on a talk show. I think that I have a lot of, like, you know, like I do my Monday Motivation. I have a lot of jewels that I can provide to people, and I want to get it out to as many people as possible. Another thing on my bucket list is I want to be a mother. So I do want to have kids and um, try to be the mom that I always wanted and, you know, just provide that that consistency and love to a child, you know, and just... That next step. Yeah, yeah. that next step. And um, try to break some some generational curses that have been in my family. That's, like... You know, a lot of people don't say that, but, like, that is... That's definitely one of my bucket list items. And mine may sound, like, really simple and boring, because I know a lot of people are like, I want to climb this and do that. Uh, one of the things I um, had on my bucket list, I just recently did a few weeks ago when I was in Atlanta, which was climb a mountain. Oh, so yeah. I climbed a mountain. Oh, yeah. It was so amazing and beautiful when I made it to the top. It was well worth it. But it made me think a lot. And that's actually going to be in one of my Monday motivations is, you know, my experience from that. So. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a and lot of work. You start from the bottom. <laughs> you start from the bottom and you go. It's like Drake says, started from the bottom. No, yeah. And then, okay. Yeah, with no oxygen. You're yeah. Here with no oxygen Ooh. and you're tired. And you better take a Gatorade. <laughs> you better take a Gatorade. I'm so thankful we stopped at the store and got a Gatorade because I was not prepared. And I was like, ooh, I have a water bottle, but I needed those electrolytes. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, things may be added, but I think my bucket list when I was 20 may have been different from now. And now that I'm in my 30s, um, mine is it's so simple. And it's it's um, it's not practical because... You really have to work hard to do the things that I'm thinking about doing. Like, who, you know, if you're going to be invited as a guest, you better be doing something. You have to have something to say, a platform and all that. 
So, and the last thing on my bucket list is to spread positivity to as many people. I am not a person, like, I don't dwell in drama. I don't thrive in it. I, I don't shy away from it. I just, I go away from it. So, and that if that's the last thing on my bucket list is to stay out of drama. Stay, because there's drama everywhere you go, whether it's a comedy or if you work in a regular job, it's always drama. So just, just, just stay away from that and stay out of it. So I know that we, we already talked about it. I love your, your Monday motivation, right? So like, what is it that you, your, your messages that you try to get across to people? And uh, what, what got you inspired to do that? So what got me inspired is I was actually giving advice to a friend and another friend. So it was two friends that were going through um, a, like a rough patch and they asked for my advice and I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, do you guys mind if I share this? So when I did it, it was not even my intention to do it every week. It was like, hey, y'all, I'm coming off the weekend here. I just want to give y'all a little bit of motivation this morning. And, you know, I, I talked to some friends. I'm not going to say who it was, but this is the advice I gave. And then I got some DMs from people who were like, I don't know if you know, but, like, that touched me. So if you could continue to do this, like, that would be, I would appreciate it. Great and it was like, one one was a very close friend. Um, and I was like, I was like, before I commit to this, let me write down some topics. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure this is something that, because, you know, when I do anything, I want to make sure I can be consistent with it. So comedy, you want to make sure I can be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. So when I decided to do the Monday Motivations every week, I was like, I need to make sure my my topics are written out. I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of the year. So I said, how many Mondays are left? Is this many? If I can have this many topics for the rest of the year, then I'll do it. Okay. And so I came up with that many topics, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then what started to happen is I started to um, zone in on things happening around me every week. And so that it was like 16 Mondays left. Or I think it was 11 Mondays left in the year. And I, that 11 turned into 20. So then I had stuff for the next year. Yeah. And so I was like, now I'm in tune with everything happening around me, and I can change these simple things that are happening to make them motivational. And so what I seek to do with the messages is to make people realize is you're not the only one going through this. Nope. And it's not that bad. And even if it is that bad, you can come out of it. And here's, you know, here's the beauty in coming out of it. So I had one that was so simple. Um, I talked about finding the positive. And it was right after we had just come back from Chicago. Um, I think it was like our second trip from Chicago. I got home, and the next day I was planning on taking my dog out. Um, he needed to go, you know, to the groomer and get groomed. And then my um, heating element went out in my dryer, so I was like, "Man, I gotta take take all my clothes to the to the laundromat and stuff." But then when I got, I got my dog packed up, I got the, the truck packed up and we're getting ready to go to the groomer and then I'm getting ready to go to, um, to the laundromat. I cranked up the car and yeah. the car wouldn't start. And yeah. I was like, dang, I knew exactly what it was because our mechanic was like, Hey, your battery is going to go out. We told him to change it. He didn't have time to change it. So I was like, all right. So I'm thinking about all this stuff mm -hmm. and every, I could have easily went to the to the thought process of this is all bad like yeah. my day is gonna be terrible it's gonna be mad but yeah. then i was like well i just have i have another car i was like mm -hmm. let me just take all these clothes out pack it up in the other car 
put the dog in the other car. We still made it to his grooming appointment on time. Yeah. I still made it to the laundromat early enough to get all the washing machines that I wanted. And then, too, I was like, normally I would spend all day washing clothes because I have one washer and one dryer. But today, I was able to wash all my clothes at the same time, dry all my clothes at the same time, take them home, put you know, fold them and put them up. So where it would take me a half a day to do laundry, it took mm -hmm. me two hours to do laundry. Damn, so by the yeah. time I finished laundry, I got all the clothes put up, my dog was ready from the groomers, and then we just went about and had a good day. So what I seek to, you know, what I seek to do is show people like it's not that bad because different for me, it's a different perspective. For me, I'm like other people probably don't have a second car. Some people don't have a car at all. So I've had times like I used to ride for drive for Lyft back in the day. And I have um, two SUVs. And one of mine is really large. It's a third row seat option. And so it's huge in the back. And so I would have people that would request my car. And I would take them. They load up all their laundry. And I'm taking them to the laundromat. So then I had to, I didn't even think about that part. Um, but thinking about that, like, there were people I used to drive to the laundromat who wished they had a car with the amount of space where they could load up everything and take it. And then yeah. they would ping me back and I would take them right back home after they finished all their laundry. So, you know, I'm thinking like, it could be worse. I could not have a car. That's true. I could have tried to load this up on a bus or take a lift. Gotta be But grateful. my day wasn't interrupted. Yeah. yeah, so I was grateful. I was like, my day wasn't interrupted at all. All I had to do was load everything up in another car. That's it. So... Yeah, I just think to, to show people, like, you don't have to go directly to the worst when things happen. You can find, you know, something something good out of yeah, it. Yeah, find the light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's what I seek to do with those. And that's great. And you do those every Monday on Instagram. Every Monday on Instagram and, and where, Facebook. And where can the people find you at? They can find me on all social media at j-e-t-t-a v as in victor comedy so j-e-t-t-a v comedy that's instagram facebook um twitter and youtube yes. follow please <laughs> i need it you heard it oh, yes. you heard it R run that shit up yes so yes guys this has been another episode of let's get straight to it you know, the one and only podcast where we talk about all the real crazy stuff that happens in life. We talk about the funny because we got to keep it funny and we keep it real. Yes. So we just got straight to it with Jetta Vaughn. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that. no problem. And until next time. And we'll definitely hit the stage again soon. Yes, absolutely.